Hi, and welcome to Cheers to You. My name is Brooke Voris, and I am CEO and founder of Brooke Voris Weddings. We are wedding planners and consultants, and sometimes we even take on the role of an unlicensed therapist when needed. This show is going to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what really goes on in a wedding planner's life. Throw in a meticulously neat husband, a handful of energetic kids, a crazy dog, and an overly close, overly opinionated family, and you have just been introduced into my world. It is a full, fabulous, fun life with big and small wins, but also a lot of bumps along the way. However good or bad, they have all brought me to this moment, and I would love to share them with you. Let's get started. Cheers to you. Hi, everyone. Today is episode 20 of our 30 timeline topics in 40 days. I think that's what we're going to make it in. I am your host, Brooke Voris, and you are listening to Cheers to You. Today's topic is a very, very important one for anyone planning a wedding. It is your food selection. One might think that this is not a big deal and you can basically wing it, but I am here to tell you it is actually more of a big deal than you may realize. Here's what I mean by that. When you're planning for your food and you sit down with your caterer, you have typically tons of options to choose from. The problem is you'll start with what you like and what you enjoy. Now, some people's palates are very sophisticated and some people's are not. So what you wanna keep in mind are two things when you're selecting your food. Budget, number one, because it's amazing how quickly you can that budget can shoot up depending on what food you select. And two, something that is simple enough that everyone can enjoy, whether they have a very sophisticated palate or not. So I was recently shared a story that (laughs) involved a couple who had two totally different um, pasts. One was a military brat that traveled around the world and was exposed to so many different flavors of foods and options that she was just like in love with food. And then her fiance, who came from a meat and potatoes kind of family. So when she met him, she started to bring him into the different cultures that she had learned. So when they were planning their wedding, they got so excited and could not wait to share some of their favorite foods with their families at their rehearsal. So they spent so much time and so much money building this elaborate, I want to say Ethiopian meal, but I'm not, can't quite remember what the meal was, but it was something out of the normal tradition for what his family was used to, which was more of a steak and potatoes kind of family. So imagine someone who's used to simplicity is now walking into an Ethiopian spread or a Brazilian spread, like very flavorful, very different tasting foods. Well, the family did not know what to do when they walked in. They didn't understand even how to eat it. So they stood there and they looked at it and finally someone went, what is this? In like almost complete disgust. So like the, the, you know, the 
the bride and the groom were standing there. Now, they're not married yet, so their fiancés are looking at each other saying, ah, what are we going to do? We have our whole family here. We had a beautiful rehearsal, and now we're offering dinner to them, and they won't eat it. They don't like it. Like, what are we going to do? So they quickly got on the phone, and they ordered Domino's pizza for everyone because they couldn't make their guests happy with what they gave them. So they wanted to do something that they knew everybody would like. So they went to pizza and they ordered Domino's pizza. Now, I can tell you this story and I can laugh about it and make light of it, but imagine that couple in that moment who had just put so much thought into creating this elaborate spread for their families, truly believing that they were going to love it as much as they did, not understanding that not everybody has that ability to learn about different foods or has that desire to, really. Um, So now they're left with all this food, all this money spent, and now ordering pizzas. Fortunately, it was their closest family and friends that were there because it was the rehearsal dinner. So it wasn't their wedding, thankfully, because when it's your wedding, you can't rebound that quickly. You can't all of a sudden go from serving a certain kind of food to shifting to hoagies and pizza. It just doesn't work that way. So when you're sitting down with your caterer, make sure that you ask, because remember, they're the experts in the field. Make sure you ask what are the most popular dishes that they serve. Make sure you find out what your options are. Maybe you are that couple that wants to add a little bit of flair to your wedding. Hey, I say go for it, but make sure you have an option for people that aren't as interested in that flair as you may be, because you don't want your guests not eating at your wedding for two reasons. Number one, they're your guests. You want them to eat. Like This is about you hosting an event for the first time as a married couple. And number two, you don't want to waste your money buying all this food that people aren't going to enjoy. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Brooke Voris. I don't know about you, but I'm a person that wears many different hats. So I am constantly looking for easier ways to get things done especially in today's world, when it isn't so easy to leave the house anymore. Brooke Voris Weddings is in the final stages of launching a virtual workshop for all of the couples that need some upfront help planning the big day. All of this is done via your computer in the comfort of your own space. This is specifically for people who do not need in-person help on their wedding day, but just need some direction in putting it all together. This is designed for the couples that have day of coordinators included at their venue already, but realized quickly, other than handing them a list of preferred vendors, they aren't able to assist much with anything else until the actual wedding day. It's also for someone who says, I really just don't have the time to look everything up, or where do I start? If any of this sounds like you, reach out to us at brookevoriswedings.com and let us know that you're a podcast subscriber by clicking on the virtual planning workshop and entering in cheers to you. We will send you information on the workshop and its pricing. The first 20 people to register will be given 50% off the total price of the workshop. 
Yes, you heard me correctly. It is an incredible deal and my way to say thank you to you for being a valued listener. So here are some options that you may consider when you sit down with your caterer. There are plates that are called duets, which is basically a little bit of two different kinds of food on a plate. Now, sometimes that's very attractive to people, and sometimes it's not, because if you wanted to do, say, a fish and a meat, or a fish and a chicken, and you put them on the same plate, if someone has a fish allergy, uh, that could be a problem. If someone has any kind of allergy to anything that can't be touching the food, like a peanut sauce or sesame sauce or anything like that, that could get a little risky. So you have to know who you are catering to when you do that. The other thing that is very, very popular are called stations. So if you consider it to be like a buffet in a sense, except each station will have a little bit of something different for people. So one station may be a pasta station. One station may be that duet that I was sharing with you that has a little bit of meat and a little bit of potatoes on it. One station could be like something really exotic, like um, a Brazilian station or carving station. You can get very creative that way, but make sure you have something that at least one thing that at least anyone could eat if they wanted to. So I'm a vegetarian. Now, I know in today's world, there are all different kinds of terminologies for vegetarians. So since I was in eighth grade, maybe seventh, I stopped eating meat. I saw a commercial. It was about a turkey farm. It was around Thanksgiving. And I could not shake it till this day. I have not eaten meat. I have never eaten fish because I can't, the the smell of fish is like, insulting to me. I don't know what it is, but my body completely rejects the smell. So there's no way that I'm eating fish. The The meat part of it is also more of a texture thing for me and a mental thing. So it's not that I am such a huge animal rights activist because I do have leather shoes and I do do different things. So it's not a stand that I'm taking by any stretch. It's just what my body enjoys versus what it doesn't enjoy. And textures are a big thing for me. So I will eat dairy. So some people say, well, you're not a vegetarian because you eat, um, you know, cheese. Well, okay, then I'm just a person that doesn't eat meat or fish. So call me anything you want. But I'm that person that goes to a wedding and I never want to make a big deal out of it. So I typically always have like a bag of chips in my purse so I can eat if there's nothing for me. Because it has been since I was a child that I've been like this. So this one wedding that I went to for one of my husband's friends before we were married. Now remember, I told you, my husband comes from like a group of people that are hunters, like total meat and potato people. Like I am an oddball to all of them. So I get to this venue and I get to the reception and I very quietly say to the waiter, do you have anything that doesn't have meat in it? Like any kind of vegetarian dish that I could have, like anything will do. So the waiter brings me out a plate of green beans and immediately, now I was thrilled by the way, but immediately my husband's friends started to joke with me and say, oh my gosh, are you really eating a plate of beans? Well, yes, I was. And I was thrilled because really my alternative was that bag of chips in my bag, which I probably ate them too, quite frankly, because I do love chips. 
But my point to this is I am someone who will quietly just deal with it myself. There are other people that will now expect you to cater to them. Now, I don't really agree with that either. I think that if you have an allergy or you have a situation where you need a certain dietary restriction, then you should plan accordingly for that. You should mark it on your card back. Like, um, I'm a gluten-free, you know, I, I follow a gluten-free diet if possible. Would you see if there's a meal available for me? There are so many ways to address people that have allergies or restrictions these days because so many people do that your caterer will build that into your package at no additional cost. They will work with you. So the only thing they'll ask in return is that you just let them know ahead of time. So if you are going to do something that's almost like stations where everybody can pick something, make sure there's something for vegetarians or make sure there's something for people that have specific allergies or gluten-free diets. It's very easy for someone to fix that for you. Now, if you are doing a sit-down plated meal, Make sure when you give that RSVP card to people, at the bottom you say, this meal, this meal, and if you wanted to add a third, this meal. Also, vegetarian or special dietary meals upon request. Um, And then that way people know, like just to mark it on the back. You know, however you want to word it on your RSVP card, there's tons of ways to say it out there, but figure out from your caterer what they would suggest you write and what they can do for you, and then let people know that that's what's available to them. So that way, they're not like me showing up to a venue, never saying anything, and getting a plate of beans. Now again, the beans were great for me, but someone else may not have taken it the same way. Like maybe they wanted a certain, you know, pasta meal or something different. But if you don't let the venue know ahead of time, they're not going to be able to help you. So just to kind of go through what the main things are when you're picking your food, you want to know your price point. You want to know some of the the um, most attractive dishes, what they would be for the caterers, because they're usually what people, they see people eat the most. So you know that they're going to be very, very good. And make sure you know if there's any kind of dietary restrictions for your guests to let the venue know in advance, let your caterer know in advance, because they will create something for those guests so that way everybody's happy. Next time on Cheers to You, we're going to get into talking about how to pick the best liquor package for your big day. Hi, Brooke Voris here. If you like what you heard on the show, Cheers to You then please leave us a review, subscribe to the show, or forward it on to a friend. It would be greatly appreciated. Something on your mind? Don't forget to go to brookevoriswettings.com to submit your question so it can be discussed on the show. Thank you for listening and cheers to you.